0: Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, March 12th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The World Health Organization officially declares the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic, and Donald Trump responds with a travel ban and a proposal for $50 billion to help small businesses. This after the Dow Jones Industrial Average entered bear market territory on Wednesday. Plus, what can we expect from the European Central Bank today, now that its counterparts in the U.S. and the U.K., have made emergency rate cuts. Martin Arnold will have more from Frankfurt. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. President Trump addressed Americans on Wednesday night, putting forward the most extreme measure the U.S. has seen yet in relation to the coronavirus outbreak.
1: To keep new cases from entering our shores, we will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into
0: effect Friday at midnight. It seemed that the ban also extended to cargo shipments coming from Europe, but Mr. Trump tweeted about an hour after the address, saying that, quote, trade will in no way be affected. Notably, the restrictions would not hit the U.K., Ireland, and other countries outside the Schengen Common Visa area. The ban also does not impact U.S. citizens or green card holders. And while the president's economic team continues to negotiate an economic stimulus package with Congress, he laid out a series of proposals to this end last night. Mr. Trump ordered the country's Small Business Administration to provide capital and liquidity to small companies affected by the outbreak. He called on Congress to increase funding for the agency by $50 billion. And he reiterated his request to Congress to enact payroll tax relief. Democrats have slammed the idea, saying it won't help those who need it most. It also received a lukewarm reception from Republicans. Earlier on Wednesday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 5.9 percent after the World Health Organization officially classified the coronavirus as a global pandemic. This was a fall of more than 20% from the Dow's high last month. It means the end of the 11-year bull run for the index, which tracks a basket of 30 large American companies. Meanwhile, the broader S&P 500 index closed just short of bear territory. It fell 4.9% on Wednesday. In Asian morning trading after Mr. Trump's address, global stocks sold off sharply. And at the time of this recording, U.S. futures trading pointed to another day of heavy losses on Wall Street. Here's U.S. Markets Editor Jennifer Ablon.
1: So Goldman Sachs sums it up this way. Both the real economy and financial economy are exhibiting acute signs of stress now. And you can see that not just in the oil markets, in the consumer shares, but also across the board. You're seeing real negative headlines with Italy's lockdown to closures in New York City. Many big companies are asked to work from home, including Google. Morgan Stanley. So all of this put together translates into recessionary risks. So the odds of recessions have jumped as economic contraction is now looking more like a reality instead of something theoretical.
0: And Jen, it's it's been a while since we've been in a bear market. For those who might have forgotten, what is this going to look like in the near term?
1: For those who haven't been in a fair market, that means a lot of selling pressure in these stock markets. A lot of safe haven trades, including cash, treasuries, gold, are going to do really well in this fear-driven market. When I say fear-driven, I'm talking about when you see headlines such as the death toll from the coronavirus, that tells you the systemic health issues is Still clear and present danger.
0: Now the Dow's fall yesterday was led by a double-digit drop in Boeing shares. The ailing aircraft maker's stock sunk 18% to less than $190 apiece. This was after news that the company had tapped the full amount of a nearly $14 billion loan that was arranged just over a month ago. That's according to people familiar with the arrangement. Boeing turned to its banks back in January. It was looking for help dealing with the escalating costs of the 737 MAX jet crisis. But investors had expected Boeing to draw down the loan over a longer period of time. With the coronavirus disrupting travel around the globe, airlines have cut flights and slashed earnings forecasts. Boeing is bracing for the hit to its business, which could squeeze cash flow. The manufacturer is also putting in place a hiring freeze, and according to a memo from the company's top executives, it's limiting overtime for all of its employees, except for those working to restore the max to service and, unquote, other key efforts. And here's a story you should know more about. In Europe, economists warn that the spread of the virus could push the eurozone into a recession. European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde has called on leaders to take urgent fiscal action to contain the efforts of the virus. Germany has vowed to do, quote, whatever is necessary. Italy, which is under a nationwide lockdown, upped its spending package to 25 billion euros. Today, Ms. Lagarde and the ECB will meet in the first policy-setting meeting since the economic effects of the outbreak started to take shape. The FT's Frankfurt bureau chief, Martin Arnold, explains the three main things they might consider today.
2: One is a likely rate cut. Financial markets are already pricing in a cut in the ECB's main deposit rate to a new record low of minus 0.6%. The second area to watch for is quantitative easing. Now, this is the bond buying program that the ECB has been running for several years and recently restarted, having already bought 2.6 trillion euros, of mainly of sovereign corporate bonds, the ECB is currently buying 20 billion bonds a month and it's expected to increase that probably to 40 billion bonds a month and maybe focusing more on the corporate bond sector, because that's where most of the stress is expected to be felt from this disease that is causing so much economic and social turmoil. And if I can highlight a third area to watch for, and this is the most targeted area, the ECB is expected to either expand on the existing program of ultra-cheap loans that it provides to banks, or to create a parallel program specifically incentivizing banks to lend this money on to small businesses that are affected by the disruption that we're seeing in, in Italy and other countries caused by coronavirus.
0: So Martin, yesterday the Bank of England made an emergency interest rate cut, and last week the Federal Reserve made a cut of its own. How does this play into how the ECB decides things today?
2: Well, the central banks all watch each other. So all of this increases the pressure on the ECB to come up with a suitably robust package of measures of its own. The Fed cut rates last week by 50 basis points, and it's expected to do so again next week, which the ECB will be aware of. Now, one area where this increases pressure on on the ecb is in exchange rates because the euro has been appreciating against the dollar and other currencies recently particularly since the the fed cut rates and so central banks say they don't set monetary policy in order to try and influence currency markets however if the euro keeps appreciating that will have a tightening effect on the eurozone economy at the worst possible time when it's already facing predictions of a deep recession. So cutting interest rates could be a way for the ECB to try and slow the appreciation of the euro.
0: And Martin, when we talk about the pressure on the ECB, is there this sense that they're going to have to do all the heavy lifting? Or is there some thought that local governments will also try to help shield the economy from the coronavirus outbreak?
2: Yeah, so we, the response from, uh, European governments to coronavirus and the disruption it's caused has been fairly patchy and and somewhat underwhelming. The European Commission this week announced plans to bring forward 25 billion euros of spending that it was already committed to do, but it was just bringing it forward to spend it more quickly. That hasn't really impressed very many people. So it seems for now that central banks are going to have to do most of the heavy lifting. But do expect Christine Lagarde to make the point that monetary policy and the easing of monetary policy will be much more effective if it was combined with a fiscal policy response of substantial fiscal stimulus of extra spending and perhaps tax cuts as well that would really help the economy to recover quicker from the downturn that it's expected to face.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. And one more thing before we go. All throughout this week, we've asked you to take a listener survey, and you really, really have showed up. So far, we're up to more than 800 listeners who told us what they love about the briefing and what we can do to make it better. So thank you so much. If you haven't taken the survey, please go to ft.com slash briefing survey and fill it out. For a chance to win a pair of Bose Quiet Comfort Noise Canceling headphones. That's Ft.com/slash briefing survey.
1: Hi, this is Matt and Sean from two black guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation.